couldn't go to the blood bank and get a pint of that kind of blood. This was precious blood. It was given by His only begotten Son. He saved me, and I can't help but rejoice. He is good. Amen. Woo! Oh, my goodness.
you will pray the fellowship of his believers. Chapter 7, you know what the word says. Where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is. And you will want to be where he is.
what I've been doing has been wrong, how I've been living my life, how I've been in rebellion to God, how I've stood my fist in His face, daring Him to come down here and answer my questions. Well, here He comes.
could be leading any response to However, Desmond Dahl was the first conscientious objector to see the congressional medal of honor. And Desmond Dahl, private Desmond Dahl, made his way into the World War II theater fighting Imperial Japan. And as he got there, he began to realize, I can't carry a gun. I cannot kill. I will not kill. I can't do this. Get my religious belief. I want to serve as a combat medic. And they made life miserable all the time. And when the time came, he went with his platoon out to combat. And he heard his troops, his brothers crying. He heard them screaming out for help, the medic. And you know what happened when they died? Was there being a lot? I've been there. I've seen it. I've had men die in my arms. They cried. He heard those cries. And he went to them. And he comforted them. And he pulled them back to safety. Thank you. 
got to have Jesus in your life. You've got to have the hand of God covering you. And that means you've got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. In fact, my Bible says there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. We need that relationship. And you've got to get covered by the hand of God, by the right arm of the Lord, or else you're going to find yourself
see that in Isaiah 6? Who will we stand? God's got a job for you to do. You don't think sometimes when you become a Christian that you have nothing to do in God's kingdom. Wrong. God's got jobs for you to do. God's got people for you to be. He's got places for you to be. And He's got training for you to do. You know what? I praise God every morning that when God called me to the ministry, He already factored in my stupidity. Amen? I can't help but thank God all the time because God does not, listen to me now, He does not call the qualified. He qualifies the call. And there He was, taking away Isaiah's gift, changing the way Isaiah talked, changing the people who Isaiah hung around, and sending Isaiah out of the job. When you get right with God, when you see God and you start understanding who He is, you're going to find out your friends change, your vocabulary changes, the people you hang around change, and the way you speak changes. Why? Because God's got a way of making us brand new. Amen? Here's the picture. Take a look at it right there. Isaiah seeing God, covered in a robe, covered in smoke, covered in glory, and he saw those seraphim flying, and one of them comes and puts his hot coals right on his lips. I think the church needs a hot coal on his mouth nowadays. We need to get back to speaking. At least things we can do is get screaming out there. My goodness, that's hot. You know what? There's a lot of lessons to learn from that call. If it doesn't purge you, it's going to remind you of where people are going. Somebody say amen. We need to start telling people, coals are hot. And if you don't have Jesus, you're going to find yourself going somewhere that's hotter than that coal. You think it's been hot the last couple of days here in Texas? Imagine what hell is like. Take a look at the third person.
God has a way of stepping out of the box we put him in. He has a way of being what we didn't expect him to be. He's not limited to our thoughts. He's not limited to our ways. And you know something else? He's God. Let's look at our fourth one quickly as I run out of time here. Stephen. Stephen now. Stephen's my favorite one. If you have your Bible, you're going to keep telling me the Revelation 22 12. Behold, trying to come in quickly to my hand, my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his works. A reward, says Jesus. I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his works. That's right, Christians have a job to do. We learn that and we look at seeing God's things. God gives us a job to do. God has a job for you to do. I was doing this. God has places for you to be, people for you to see, and things for you to do. But what kind of rewards are there? But look at me in 1 Timothy 3, 13 and 14, and look quickly at it here. Each one's work will become clear for the day will declare. That's what it says. Because it will be revealed by fire, and fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on remains or it endures, he will receive a reward. What kind of reward do you think we get? What kind of crowns would you get? Well, James 1.12 describes one of those crowns for us. This is James, the brother of Jesus. Some people say half-brother. Remember, Jesus is the son of God, and Jesus Mary. Bring it out that virgin birth yet. Well, James is the product of Joseph and Mary later on. Here's James, and he writes in verse 12, chapter 1. He says, Blessed is the man who endures. Blessed is the man who endures and takes it. And when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. That's your question do you love the Lord. The crown of life. How about this one? The crown of righteousness. Second Timothy 4, verse 8. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, apparently this is Paul speaking here, and he speaks to young Timothy, pastor of the church of Ephesus, which the righteous judge has given to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. You got the crown of life for those that love the Lord. You got the crown of righteousness for those that love his appearing. We can always choose the difference. There's those that love the Lord, have a relationship with him. That's the ones that have life. And those that now are loving the appearing of the Lord. We get a crown of life. Yeah. Is there another one? Certainly. Look at me in 1 Peter 5 verse 4. Of course, it's got to be clear as a fashion. Amen. Look with me in 1 Peter 5, verse 4. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will see the crown of glory. It does not fade away. We got life, we got righteousness, we got glory. Life, righteousness, and glory. Now let's look at Jesus. Let's look at him. Stephen, like you see Jesus in a way, Mary had to see. Just to give you a little background of Stephen, he chose him from the distance. That's why he's not a preacher. wonderful man of God. And he's chosen, and the Bible says, once he starts working, he begins producing miracles. He begins being full of faith, and wherever he goes, somebody says, well, that's Stephen over there. What do you do? You know what? That should be your goal. Wherever you go, someone should say, I know that that person is genuine. They're producing miracles, they're producing love, they're full of faith, and everywhere they go, 
prophets and their fathers not execute. And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one. And it is when we now have become the betrayers and murderers. Who have received the law by the direction of angels have not kept the verse 54. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. And they gnashed them with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven. This is Stephen. This is that Stephen who is full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith. He was producing miracles and good works wherever he went. He's captured. He's now looking into the face of those that are about to kill him. And incidentally, they're going to crush his head with rocks. This is a stoning. They're going to beat him on the head with a rock until he is dead. Sounds pretty painful, doesn't it? A horrible way to go as your body gets broken as a stone pit. God forbid they miss your head and hit your shoulder or your collarbone or your sternum or your ribs or your knees or your feet. You know what? Stephen had an entirely different attitude. Look at verse 65. And he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, Look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. There Stephen gets and in verse 57, they cried out in a loud voice and stopped their ears. They got angry at what they heard. Remember, when you're in God's presence, you will get convicted. And they ran at him with one accord. In verse 58, they cast him out of the city. They stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of the young man named Saul. And you know now it's Paul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice. Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And he has said this, I am going to 